and And in verse 16, it says here, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Christians will not share or will not witness or disciple because first they doubt what they have. Look at verse, uh, verse 16. When they saw, these are the, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they saw the Lord Jesus Christ, some of them, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted him. It is in our nature as a human being to doubt, even though we see it in our own eyes. This, is, this uh, uh, story in the Bible is uh, the disciples doubted the Lord Jesus Christ, had this doubt in their heart, even though they see all the miracles, all the authority the Lord has uh, uh, shown to them. And that did not suffice. Still, they doubt. Now, we are not special as a Christians in our, in our time today. There will, there, will be, uh, there will come a time in our Christian life that we will doubt. It doesn't mean that when you doubt, you are not saved anymore, or the Lord will just condemn you, or the Lord will just not forgive you. I myself couldn't count how many times I doubt. And uh, I know it is a sin. But the good thing about it is that when we sin, we can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask Him for forgiveness. Remember, that is one of His authority to forgive sin. And I'm not encouraging you to doubt in Christ, actually. And um, what I'm trying to tell you this, what I'm trying to tell you is this. When, you, when doubt is lurking in your heart, all you need to do is trust his heart. Christ knew that some of them are doubting. That's why in... And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Why did Jesus say to them regarding authority? Did he say uh, some authority that was given to me? No, actually he said all, all authority. Christ is encouraging his disciples that all authority are his. Remember the 40 days and 40 nights when the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted in the desert? 
the devil was trying to tempt the Lord Jesus Christ about authority. The devil was, was telling the Lord Jesus Christ, if you worship me, I will give you this. And if you worship me or bow down to me, I will give you that. The authority that the devil was trying to give the Lord Jesus Christ was the earthly authority. But here, the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 18 says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. It means that all authority in heaven. In Greek word is oranos. That means the universe. All that is uh, that all that you can see in the sky and on earth, the earth itself. I have authority. And in, 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 in Colossians chapter two, verse two to uh, verse chapter two, verse fifteen, it says here, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So Christ's victory is on the cross. Now after learning that all authority has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ, in verse, in verse 19, it says there, in verse 19, it says there, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. Notice verse 19, the word says, the, the first word there said, go. The Lord used the word go. It's an active word that means we need to keep on moving. This means that we need to go out of our comfort zone to share Christ. This means that we need to reach out, not them reaching us in. This means that we literally go out there and share Christ. Imagine, I, I asked a, a while ago, Brother Damon, what is the lowest rank in the U.S. Army? Uh, he said, private. Uh, imagine, imagine yourself, you are in a battlefield. And then, probably some of you are in the fax holes, and some of us are in the trenches, and waiting for the command to charge. Right? And imagine that the enemy are, are closing in. And then we, were, we, we are all waiting for that command from the, from the commander or from the general or, or uh, for the person in charge. 
And then suddenly you heard this person, his rank is a private. He suddenly shouted, Charge! Are you going to charge? I'm not going to charge. I'm probably <laughs> uh, hiding somewhere. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, no kidding aside. If you heard somebody telling you to go and charge and he's just a private and your colonel or your general is not telling you to charge, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm waiting for, for, for his uh, command, not you. Because he got more authority than you are, than this private. That is what happened in Christians. We are waiting. With the, the, we know that the Lord commanded us that all authority are His, and He commanded us to go, but we are not listening. We are, we, we are trying to... Uh, to to make our, 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 our own way that, that Lord, probably this is, this is not you uh, telling us to go or, you know, probably uh, you just want us to, to stay here. Most Christians will not witness or disciple because of lack of understanding of Christ's authority and because of our culture of disobedience. We will not witness for Christ or disciple for Christ because we lack understanding of His authority. We will not share Christ because of fear. I remember the first time I shared the gospel. I was so afraid in my, uh, it's like the first time I shared uh, or I preached here, I was, my knees were trembling and I, I just want to, Lord, please uh, come now, you know. I was just <laughs> but I remember that day. I was my, my knees were trembling, and and I don't know what what to say. I don't know what what verse to use. Even though Lord, I, I, I read your Bible, I read Romans, but now that I'm I'm, I'm sharing, I'm sharing your word to this person. I, I cannot even share it. I'm trembling. I'm I'm so afraid. But having reassured by God that He is always with me. In, in verse 20, it says, And behold, I am with you always. I conquered that fear. I understood who is in control in my life. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, I'm um, sorry, I think the, the computer is not working. In verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, 
according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is, it, is, uh, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I know live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. <coughs> if we only understand that it is not us who is speaking to that person, it is Christ, the, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is just using us, then we will conquer that fear. Most of the time, we are afraid to share the gospel because we are afraid of rejection. We are afraid of persecution. In Luke chapter 21, verse 12 to 19, But before all these, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer. This is God's promise to us when we witness and disciple. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of you or which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish but your endurance you will gain your life your lives they thought that uh, isis thought that they win when they beheaded those 21 uh, christians in egypt actually the name of the lord was was worshiped was glorified on on, uh, on those uh, on the life of those uh, martyrs Probably most of us are afraid to to uh, to share the gospel because you know we don't know what to say, what words to 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 share to, to our friends or to these people. Remember Moses in Exodus chapter four, verse ten to twelve. He said, "But Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant." But I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made a man's mouth, who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with, you, I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. For four for, for, for 40 years or for uh, 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 when, when, when he was a baby and, and uh, raised to the, to the, uh, the 
to the Egyptians' ways. You know, Moses will tell the Lord, Lord, I, I can't speak. I'm not, I'm not eloquent. When I speak, I, I just speak, you know, most of the time, uh, it's the wrong grammar. And I don't want to be, you know, I feel like I'm rejected. But the Lord just, just told Moses, who has, who has made man smile? It is I. It is I. When, when you share the gospel, don't be afraid because the Lord will be with your mouth and He will teach you what you shall speak. Now the question is, why not witness? Why not disciple? I, I asked my wife for permission to, to use her. Uh, I remember my wife asked me one, one time, she asked me uh, how she can share Christ. And this is my answer to her. Uh, I told her that, you know what, we have gospel tracts that you can use. Not a good answer. Not a good answer. Actually, uh, just give me a few minutes to, sh to share what happened uh, to this message. My, 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 my message supposed to be today was about the blessing of the, uh, the bless, God's blessing in the life of Joseph. And I was cleaning the, our house. I was vacuuming the floor and at, uh, at the same time talking to God. Lord, what do you want me to say or to, to teach your people tomorrow? And then the Lord just talked to me. Why don't you just continue the series about authority and tell them what methods that they can use in sharing? And I, I just thank God. Oh, that's, why, that's the reason why, even though I keep on reading those, those verses, I can't even just write or, 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 or put the points that you want me to put in there. And this, this, this happened, uh, God's message last night while cleaning the floor. You know, there's a lot of, of ways God will, will talk to you or talk to us. Now that we, we establish our foundations about the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is a good way for us to learn the methods that we can use or probably are using uh, now, and you don't have an idea on how you can enhance your method or that method that you're using. Or probably you have been using that method to share or witness or or disciple, and you, you, we, 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 can, we just, we can just see uh, the fruits. There are many ways or methods of sharing Christ, and for us to remember, I uh, associated the methods where most of us enjoy or know. Of course, it is very important before you go out and share Christ. It is very important to pray for an opportunity or opportunities and pray and ask God for wisdom. Ask God 
for understanding and ask God for protection for sure the enemy will attack you. The fishing rod method. One of the methods that we, we can use is the fishing rod. I, I brought my, my fishing gear here. Yeah. I'm not excited. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, brought my fishing gear here. And this fishing, uh, fishing rod method is called hook and bait strategy. Hook and bait strategy. For example, you can use this uh, method in uh, uh, public places, bus, grocery, hospital, libraries, and etc. Why did I say uh, hook and bait strategy? Look at John chapter 4, verse 7 and, and 10. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciple had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, asked for a drink for me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Not all rivers or not all fish will take the same bait. I learned that from fishing. Sometimes you will choose uh, worms. Sometimes you will choose... Oh, well, anyway, I can open it. Uh, sometimes you will use worms. Sometimes you will use... Uh, I forgot the name. The Lures. Lures. And sometimes we, we use minnows, live baits. And, it, and the fish will, will just, you know, will just uh, will try to nibble. And sometimes they will not bite at all. But the Lord here used water to catch this fish. That is the only uh, way the Lord Jesus Christ can get this Samarian woman to talk to him. For example, you are in, the in, the, in a bus or in a waiting shed and you saw this person by just saying, Hi, hello, how are you? You are breaking the world of individuality. And when he smiles back or she smiles back, you, you ask her, how are you? Cold weather, right? You use whatever material or you can use on that uh, place. Like Sister Sharon in the library, she asked the person, how are you? you? And then they talk to each other. And then because of the lack of time in this kind of method, Sometimes we fast track our witnessing and we just let them know that Christ, uh, what Christ did on the cross and share our short testimony. And in the end, we offer them 
prayer? We can, uh, can we pray for you? Can I pray for you? And in the end, we give them uh, this, uh, gospel tracts. And if we have a calling card, UGCF calling card, we give it to them. Sometimes we can bring them to church, but sometimes not. And since, uh, since most of the people we win for Christ in this method are always strangers, so there's no follow-up for discipleship. The next method is bow fishing method. See that person using a bow? I call this one-on-one -on -one strategy. I believe, uh, I believe all of us here, we have friends, uh, family, or classmates, or workmates. And they don't know Christ yet. You can use this bow fishing method. You lock on the target. I, what I mean is that you pray for the person, and then ask God for a, for a specific time, for a perfect opportunity to share the gospel. In this method, the fear of rejection, persecution is greater because we know the person we think or the person that we share the gospel, if they rejected us, the relationship will not be the same anymore. But don't be affected. You already planted God's word in, on, in that uh, person's heart. So don't be uh, affected. However, if these persons receive the Lord Jesus Christ, discipleship is certain. So discipleship is, uh, there will be follow-up. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 10. As Jesus passed on from, the, from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me and he rose and followed him and Jesus reclined at the table in the house behold many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples the Lord Jesus Christ know who he will call it's Matthew that's why he said follow me if we have friends we have family members who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ we can use this uh, method one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, uh, warning, because this kind of method is a one-on-one, -on -one, the person that you are sharing the Word of God will closely or will, is, will look at your life if you are really true in what, we, in what you are uh, sharing to that person. So you will be scrutinized if you are really walking the talk. And this is the diagram that I uh, made. Uh, this is not, uh, this is not a, a business or, or whatnot, but this, uh, this is you. Imagine this is you. 
and you use a, a, a bow fishing method, this person, your friend or your family got saved and believed the Lord Jesus Christ, and that person shared the gospel to two of, uh, of his or her friends, and they believed the Lord Jesus Christ also. And those two friends that uh, uh, he shared the gospel, shared the gospel to three persons or more. Imagine that. You have your own small group already. One uh, second to the last method is basket fishing method. The basket fishing method is a, is a good way for us to strain all those uh, people that God can, that God can use. Uh, imagine uh, the Lord was, was uh, talking or preaching the word of God. And what he did, he asked Peter that uh, if you can, uh, he told Peter uh, in verse 3, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Peter was listening to the Lord Jesus Christ. And what he did was, in verse 4, And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And we, know, we all know the story. We caught, they caught a, lot, a, large, uh, a large number of fish. And Peter said, in verse 7, or in verse 8, But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid from now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Notice, not all those people got saved. Not all those people followed the Lord Jesus Christ. No. It was Simon, John, and James, the son of Zebedee. The Lord used uh, the basket fishing method to strain all those people that he knows that can be used in his ministry. You don't have to spend a lot of time. If you see this person wasting your time, because we are uh, a good steward of our, our time with God, if you see this person is just making fun of your time, go out and look for another person that you will share God, that you will share Christ. This is good in a specific number of people, uh, uh, for example, close friends, close classmates, and uh, family, I believe. This is the diagram that I made. This is you. And because you uh, win three souls for Christ, and you disciple them, and they, they learn about the Bible, and they shared Christ. And they, and they shared Christ to two of their friends. And those two of their friends shared to three of their friends. And those three of their friends, they also shared Christ and win souls for Christ. 
Imagine we have a church here worshiping God, worshiping Christ. The last uh, method that I want to share is the net casting method. When I was looking at this picture, I was asking, Lord, look at this person. He's, he's relaxing and he's throwing his nets. And while us, we tried so many times. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14 and 37 to 41, this is Peter after, after the Pentecost. Uh, Peter stood up. Standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my word. And after a long hour of sermon, they heard this and they were cut to the heart. And they asked Peter, Brother, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 41, so those who received his word were baptized, and there and there were added they about three thousand souls. Three thousand souls. Net casting method is good for a large number of people, like fifty people to a thousand people. They use this kind of method in Bible crusade, camps, seminar, or any churches or church activities. And that opportunity gave us or gives us to invite our friends, our neighbor, our family, our co-workers, and, our, and strangers that we meet uh, outside. And these people will go in, in our church and pastor will preach the word of God and we don't know who's going to be who, who will uh, accept the Lord Jesus Christ but this is your this is our, our, our responsibility the members or those who invited those people will have the responsibi responsibility to follow up with them and invite them to a small group that is why it is very important for each one of us that we belong to a small group. You have questions that, that you cannot uh, ask me while we are preaching here. Or you have questions that you, are, uh, you don't want to uh, ask while you know, we are here worshiping God. But in a small group, you can ask your small group leader about that specific question, about eternal life. What is, was it about uh, how to share Christ? How, how, how to love this person? Uh, can, you, can, can we pray for this? There are specific that you cannot ask us while we are preaching here. But in a small group, you can ask that question. Right? In closing... The questions here that I want you to ask ourselves is this. How are you in your witnessing and discipleship? Are you discipling someone? 
Are you praying for a specific person or group that you want to witness and disciple? Are you a member of a small group? If not, would you like to start one? Because we worship Christ when we witness and disciple for Him. We, wit we worship Christ when we witness and disciple for Him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, O Lord, for this wonderful uh, message, O God. Thank you, O God, that you are our authority, Father God, when we uh, share your word. And Father God, we learn a lot of method. We learn, Father God, that our foundation is you. And, and we learn, Father God, that we need to be a part of a small group, Father. And Father God, as we go out today, O oh Lord, it is our prayer, O oh Father God, that convict us, O oh God, to share your word, to win for Christ and disciple for Christ, Father God. Father, thank you so much, O oh Lord. And Father God, if, we, uh, if there's anyone here who are still doubtful, O oh Lord, about the assurance of salvation, Father God, talk to that person. Talk to him that all authority in heaven and on earth are yours, Father God. And you are true to your words, Father. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.